This is episode 166 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about critical race theory. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. Mm-hmm. I'm Danny, the host in 1970s Harvard Law School specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Hey, Caleb. Hello, Caleb, Danny. I want to jump straight into something that's been bothering me since I've seen it. Um, we enjoy uh, on this show. We enjoy talking about things on Netflix because they're entertaining, and we don't go out a lot. Yes, fair. It's true. Like you know, I had this problem during the quarantine where they told us to shelter in place, and I didn't really change fundamentally what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I was gonna do that anyway. Jokes on you. Uh, so there's a new dating show out on Netflix. Yeah. Um, uh huh. I don't know what you're talking about, so explain it to mm-hmm. me. I'd rather not, but I will. Good. So our people at home can also share in this fresh hell I have unearthed. Okay. Um, From the photo you have on our notes, mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared. Editor, go ahead and put that photo up. We'll see if I do that. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Actually, I won't because I'll be out of town. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> me put that photo up. Um So, do you know how dating can be largely shallow and based on attraction? Yeah. Well, what if they took that factor out and instead of making decisions based on attraction... Is that what this is? You got to know each other by spending hours in prosthetics to become animals. Yeah. And it's called Sexy Beasts. Now I'm hooked. I'm honestly hooked. Editor, put up any other photo. <laughs> it's just a photo of a puppy. No, like it's of the show. This like Hey Yeah. Hey hey bud. Hey bud. This, this is actually interesting though. No, it sucks. It's I don't so, like the term sexy beasts. It's, it's so, a little bit weird. It's so bad. But I do like that they're finding some value in and seeing value in someone's character more than their physical attributes. But in another way... Um, yeah, in another way, it's also a guy that looks like a dolphin and is genuinely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't have... I mean, listen. there's probably someone who's going to be attracted to the wolf. Let's just be honest here. Uh, yeah, this is... It, it, I'm not claiming the person who made this program is a furry. Uh-huh. But also... No, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so, the special effects are good. The premise is weird. The premise is weird. It's weird. Um Because yeah. attraction's part of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of the there's first nothing step. Wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with attraction driving something a little bit. I got in trouble before because I was talking about dating and said it's important to be attracted to them mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not going to tell a person I'm going to go on a date kind of despite your your face. Right. Um, attraction's there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I've even been... 
Well, no, I won't say that because that's going to come out incorrectly. But like people are attracted to people and that is a part of it and can't be downplayed. So mm-hmm. after they take off the hideous masks, what if they're not attracted? Then they're just good friends. It's an emotional connection, but there's not the passion connection of wanting to be there. Mm-hmm. Also, you were attracted to what appears to be a gopher. Um, yeah. And that is also problematic in a much different way. Well, they're not saying they're attracted to them by being on the dating show. They're just all signing up to be in but prosthetics. Can you, can you imagine staring at this and be like, I think I'd like a second date? Yeah. I mean, it it's weird. This to me feels as if it's a gimmicky one one eight episode kind of season show i don't anticipate this going further than one season yeah nor do i want it to but i'm also definitely gonna watch this (laughs) or like this guy the pig guy poor guy he's not gonna see his face a little bit through it he has a nice facial structure and body you know i hate everything about this (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of fun like though it. there's so many good things coming out on netflix that i wanted to talk about and then i saw this and it just got rent for f- f- free space in my brain of i can't stop thinking about these images and this will be why i have nightmares and why yeah, are they doing kind of this scary. why caleb 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 why are they doing this i'm kind of on board with it I know you might not be, but I, I'm super I not am. on. It's amazing how not on board with it I am. This is so sick. The, you know, you look at the Correct. Bachelor and the Bachelorette, and you're like, "What does this need?" And then suddenly, <laughs> it hits you. Some yes. mystery, a, a less a little, attractive a little people bit of on a, on a shallow dating show. Less roses, more mystery. You know. So yeah, I mean, I know it's important to not you know, judge people based on their skin color and outer appearances and skin color. I said that backwards. Uh, but this episode, we're talking about critical race theory. So yes. why not? Um, critical race theory has been in the news over and over and over and over, especially over the past few months. It's been an in- increasing topic in um, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. And it goes back to our previous statement or previous mm-hmm, joke that mm-hmm. hasn't come up for a while fox news said a thing cnn got mad that fox news said a thing fox news got mad that cnn got mad that fox news said a thing and the world got a little darker as it went yeah yeah yeah. fair so, you don't know the sad part about me in critical race theory is that for until honestly a couple months ago mm-hmm. i thought that this was uh when people mentioned this i thought that or when I saw it, the first thing that came to my head was I, I thought that it had to do with D and D. I'm genuine, genuine. Mm. That is mm. my genuine. Okay. Uh, so let's confession right now. But also, I'm a little bit proud that that's what I thought at the same time. After figuring out what it actually is, I want to explore this thought for a minute. Yes. What aspect of D and D? Tell me. Tell me what now, I thought it had critical to do, race theory. I thought Tell it had me to what do you with, thought it meant in relation to Dungeons and Dragons. I thought it had to do with like something with picking your race uh-huh. in D and D, and then also you have a critical role that you can do. And so mm-hmm. my mind automatically smushed those two things together. I don't know if uh, we can say critical role on a podcast. <laughs> uh, TM TM by critical role 
Incorporated. Oh, Who poo schmoo. I can say whatever I want on this podcast. That's actually not true, it turns out. That's 100% not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it had to do with those two things. No, it's much worse. Um, yeah. It, th- that would be enjoyable. It has, <laughs> it has had an effect on Dungeons & Dragons, and this is sadly true. Uh, critical race theory started off as a course at Harvard Law in the 1970s. In its goal, it was to explore the racial backgrounds and kind of the systems that uh, contributed to um, uh, injustices perpetuated by by kind of the imbalance of power structures in in Caucasians African Americans and right um, all all the others so uh, but out of this though uh, it's been applied in a few other places and it's been sneaking into to school content allegedly there's some debate on that and the the basic premise is that by merit of a person's their race they are either oppressed or oppressing Mm -hmm. Uh, and these are undeniable facts but according to them that cannot be changed so as a white person i am an oppressor because i am white right um african americans are oppressed by nature of their skin color basically it takes your identity and wraps it up in just your skin color Mm -hmm. which is interesting it takes it out yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and and it's interesting too that like the point that um that Gospel Coalition mm-hmm. uh blog post said that it is it is basically a world view in the sense mm-hmm. that like it's a place to put your identity. Mm-hmm. It's a place to um you know like yeah, I and pull yeah. up put, put your identity and and also just I don't know, wrap, wrap everything up in and, and put your hope in also mm-hmm. and, and problem solve. And it just wraps all of that up together. And it is basically, a, can be a worldview. I mean, it might yeah. not be for some people, but it's not like, a good worldview, but it yeah, is a worldview. Not, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And There's a lot of bad worldviews out there. In this, it's all been coming to a, uh, 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 kind of ahead until a couple of days ago in Virginia, I think L- Lord County, um, no, Loundoon, L- L- Loudon. That probably makes more sense. Um, <laughs> they had a school I, board a school meeting. Loundoon, <laughs> Loundoon. Uh, <laughs> this is it sounds like a D and D province. We are the the elves of Loondoon. Um They they had a school board a meeting that a lot of people came to protest the inclusion of critical race theory in the curriculum. There is debate. There is a, a debate as to whether it's being included, but it ended up in um, uh, people began chanting, singing the national anthem. So they closed down public comments and then the crowd got angry a couple people got arrested and one person got um he was taken down by police a little more forcefully because of his failure to comply and Mm -hmm. obstruction of justice and all this kind of stuff so um it's been this topic that's been boiling over and over and over and right even uh in in the past um uh southern baptist conference they that 
is a topic that came up is the inclusion of of critical race theory into all their identifying uh, things they're checking into all that that actually became a pretty big talking point and so I think this is worth a discussing finally sure. yeah um, and what is the Christian to do about this mm-hmm. so for, for me though the school board a meeting um, I am in a consistent stance against the hecklers veto of just if I can't make a good point I talk over them right. to try and silence them and I think yeah. that is incorrect at all turns mm-hmm. and I'm glad the left has finally ca- uh, caught up to that because honestly <laughs> they've been doing that for a while <laughs> yeah we, I mean screaming at conferences at things to shut people up that's the heckler's veto sure. so now they're upset about it but it's like nah y'all been doing it too so. yeah I mean the moment you start um, you know heckling or mm-hmm. calling people names doing stuff that doesn't take any thought at all right um, basically means that you've lost and and sometimes except they haven't that's the weird part they've been yeah. trying to silence people by doing that my if you're ever trying to get me mad clap while you speak mm-hmm. there's something about that that my brain just it cannot process and not go to angry like you don't understand you don't understand. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, can't, no, cannot do, cannot do this. Yeah, and I, I think that, I mean, it means that they, they've lost in, in that specific situation. Mm-hmm. And, and that, like, that's something I learned in debate in high school. Mm-hmm. I took, like, never, you, you always, no matter if you know that you're losing, like, mm-hmm. don't ever result to just, like, um, you know, making fun of that person. Right. You know, you, you need to listen and and build your argument for next time. Right. You know, so it's like, right. just be, be smart. Sometimes being smart is not talking at all. So, so part of the strategy, though, that's been in talking over people is if I don't give them a chance to speak, then their message doesn't get out, which it, there's a word for that. It's just called censorship. Mm-hmm. So freedom of speech means a person is able to speak in the manner. Now, it doesn't mean I have to pay attention to them. Right. Uh, and that also is a distinction that I think is worth understanding, that I have permission to speak and no one is compelled to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important. But for critical uh, race theory, the biggest problem that I I can understand as I'm appearing into it is that... Um, People of col- of color, they're told they are oppressed by the merit of their skin color, period. And white people are told they are oppressors and, and a racist no matter what they do because of the merit of their skin color. And yeah. these things take all... It's it. I mean, first of all, I don't think that's actually true. I don't think the amount of a melatonin in a person actually can, can, can determine if there is... Uh, if they're oppressed or oppressing, I don't actually think that's true. But all, yeah, and but also, there's no hope in that at all. Right. That th- yeah. that a person of color um, is just oppressed. Period. Yeah. That there isn't anything that they're able to do. That they're there. There's they're they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so I think that's. It's, it's sad too because some people 
I mean, some people mm-hmm. want that. Right. On both sides of that. Some right. people want to be the victim and some people want to be the oppressor. I think right. it's a small percentage, but like it is, mm-hmm. I think that's why it has caught some traction is because typically those people mm-hmm. are the loudest in right. these scenarios. Um, and, but it is sad because yeah, there is no hope in it. Right. You're right. That, that the moment I was born, my fate was decided, you right. know, and, and it's so obviously, I mean, counterintuitive counter to the the gospel mm-hmm. and counter to sure just like basic sure uh you know human rights mm-hmm. and is sad it's just it, yeah it's hopeless and sad and kind of the thing i found is that all the the answers they give to the um s- supposed imbalances um it are they don't actually build people up. They all, all they do is tear people down to be at the same poor end. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. same thing as uh, Marxism. Yeah. I, I'm not equating the two because they are different, but Marxism is a great equalizer in that everyone is poor at the end. So it's equal. Um, kind of the same thing in this, their v- 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 version of equality is just by taking, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't promote the, the advancement of a person or, or being able to grow or get better or any of these things. It just goes, they're going to be oppressed. And so I'm going to oppress the oppressor. And then all people are just oppressed period. Right. Uh, there's, there's, there isn't a chance to come out of that or to grow. It's just everything's miserable now. And here's where we are. Yeah. And then, I mean, and honestly, I, th- I feel like part of the reason, um, maybe not the full reason, but part of the reason it's gaining traction too, is that, that like it is a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that we that is often true sometimes mm-hmm. and is that white people can definitely sometimes be the oppressor and black people mm-hmm. can definitely or other skin colors can definitely be um mm-hmm. the victims and and that's not true all the time and that's why right. why this is false and inaccurate but and and also it's false and accurate like we were saying before that you um that you can come out of that that there is mm-hmm. another side to it. There's hope. Um, and honestly, I feel like this is just slapping, slapping some, some like masking tape, trying to seal a boat shut that's sinking. You know? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not sure what it is. It's trying to do. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's just I kind mean, of weird. So, so part of me, and, and this is the jaded part is that if I can keep a person broke and poor enough that they, they need my assistance, then all I've done is, created a world that they are dependent on me and i think to be honest that's a fair amount of the political ploys and stuff on both ends i'll say um mm-hmm. because and now it's getting to the point that anytime a person brings up an injustice that could be attributed to r- r- racial motivation um conservatives have tended to say get that kind of, uh, kind of crt bullcrap out of here it's like well no there's there's clear parts of american history we mm-hmm. have to be honest about right um but there's clear parts on the other end we have to be honest about that there are it isn't just th- this person it's all their fault it's actually it's all of our faults yeah um and and i th- i think that's part of the big thing and right. and this is a problem of my generation that i think is is pretty clear is that we want the problem to be another person's fault mm-hmm. 
because I do feel as if there are parts of being in this age bracket that we kind of got a raw deal a little bit, but I've never stopped to go and and because of that, I'm just going to give up and quit. It's like, no, some, sometimes it's, this is the hand I've been dealt and I need to be able to, 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 to play the hand I'm dealt. Yeah. Um, you right. know, I, I attended college and during that time in, in graduate school and undergrad, the um the economy crashed mm-hmm. and people started saying well college degrees aren't important and how come that you have fifty thousand dollars in debt it's like because you freaking told me i need to go to college that's why yeah uh if i had known then it would have been trade job all the way but i'm 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 gonna pl- i'm i'm gonna play the cards i've been dealt and go okay this crappy thing happened i've said crap a lot i'm sorry um <laughs> this thing on. happened and and what's my next step of growth in this and CRT and a fair amount of other things, even on the conservative end are about going, it's all their fault and they need to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that I think is the unfair part is because I just go, well, this is happening to me and there's nothing I can do. That's not how scripture talks about anything. That's not how the church needs to talk about anything. It's, we are more than conquerors in Christ. And so I'm not a victim. I'm present. Yeah. I think the, the, the problem I see with a lot of just anything the world brings, whether it's mm-hmm. critical race theory, just and from both sides, conservative and leftist, mm-hmm. I think um, that, that too often we, we just apply this universal um, thing mm-hmm. to, to our problems right this universal solution which is just not how things work right i mean it's just crazy that i feel like people haven't learned yet that there's so many different scenarios in life there's mm-hmm. so many different aspects and tiny details in each interaction mm-hmm. between whether it's you know in an interaction between white people and black people right or um poor people and rich people mm-hmm. it's there's so many different things that come in play and, and slapping a universal solution on top of that or universal just mm-hmm. definition of what it is is not helpful and, no. and it's not true or accurate to what life is. I think no, no matter if you're a Christian or non-Christian, whatever you believe, you have to admit that this world is not simple. It is complicated and it has a lot of details yeah. and cannot just be merely understood with something as simple as critical race theory. It is not. Yeah, it's just... I mean, I don't know if I'd call critical race theory simple, but yeah, I, I get yeah. the thing you're well, it's, saying. It's that, trying yeah. to be simple. It is. It's trying to add a, a universal solution to something. Right. All things are racist. We're not even solution. Whatever it's trying to do. Like we were saying, whatever know. it's trying to I'm, do. It's, like, I'm not sure what its attempt or... Because it started off in the 70s. Why are we just now... Mm-hmm. Why is this the fight now? And I think right. that's part of it. Is is um, I mean, before the show, we pulled up a few different angles on 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 this, and right. um, w- one of the things to me that jumped out is at these protests on both sides, at these meetings on both s- sides, they're finding there are paid professional protesters there, mm-hmm. and they're finding this out on both sides, even on on um in the Capitol thing on January the 6th, they're finding that there were a fair amount of paid political protesters. 
Mm-hmm. So there is a thing going on that is trying to cause division and and to stoke the fires of fear and disunity among people. And I think this is the the most telling part of all of this is that this is going on on both ends. That I'm, I mean, for 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 conservative Christians, just because a person brings up issues of skin color, we can't go back to just oh that's kind of just the CRT stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we actually have to understand that that this person there they are f- feeling this even if we do not agree we still have to understand where they're coming from now yeah the answer I, uh, the, the, the part that you brought up is that this is probably complex uh, mm-hmm. and both ends need to be able to stand together instead of finding good cause to split up right especially if there's a third party actor out there that's trying to keep us battling each other. Yeah. And I think that's been the most telling and and damaging part of this whole thing is there is something out there that that has a a vested interest in keeping us at each other's throats. Mhm. For sure. Yeah, and and I think that the only solution that will help any of this, whether it's frustration with our neighbors or um, talking about critical race theory, is it is Jesus, and mm-hmm. that is the only answer because He makes. Like I was thinking about it, like how how does how does Jesus and how does God come into a situation that's complicated and bring healing and peace? Mm-hmm. It's because He He becomes intimately involved in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's because He. He leads us with the Holy Spirit into mm-hmm. our next steps, and so He makes it simple. Mm-hmm. He makes something that's complicated simple, um, because He gives us peace. He gives us joy, mm-hmm. and those things are counter to what this world spews at us right. and what this world wants from us. And and He makes He makes the the victim a a child of His kingdom, and mm-hmm. He makes the oppressor a humble servant right. to Him. And right, and it's so counter to everything. And right. it's just really, honestly, the only answer to anything in life. Right. And, I mean, the SBC, there are people really angry at the outcome of who the next president is. Uh, they're saying, like, he's too deep in a CRT and this is and that, and that this person is this and that blah, 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 blah. Um, some of the criticisms, I think they're fair because I know a few of the people. Some of them are totally unfair. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that people are trying to paint... Guy's name is Danny Aiken. He's the president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. As this kind of, he's a hardcore kind of liberal who's abandoned the faith. Like that is unfair for Danny Aiken. I've read Danny Aiken's stuff. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's this idea of we have found things to split us up mm-hmm. instead of coming together around the one thing that calls us together. And I think in right. Ephesians two thirteen through 17, it actually speaks a ton towards this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Caleb, if you want to give that a read for sure. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broke down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments, expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace 
and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. So full, full, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. If you attend the same church I do, you know I preached on this topic on Sunday. <laughs> so this feels lazy. <laughs> as hey. far as prep goes. But it fit into talking about it does. CRT, which we were going to talk about anyway. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, Caleb, I've already talked an hour on this and more. Mm-hmm. So what stands out to y- y- you in this passage or are there like questions out of this? Because it does speak to this idea mm-hmm. of coming together instead of right. staying apart. I think, I mean, I think that's it, that we are, <clears throat> we are one family in Christ mm-hmm. and there's no other way to be one family besides being in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, I mean, I love the last, the last part that he, he came and preached peace to you who were once far off. And peace mm-hmm. to those who are near. I mean, it's very similar to talking about what mm-hmm. the, the terms we're talking about in critical race yeah. theory, the victim and the oppressor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, sorry, but can I give the cultural yes, background for Because yes. it's actually quite interesting. For sure. Um, so, so Paul Paul speak, is speaking to the church in Ephesus. Now, for mm-hmm. people who know geography, Ephesus is not in Israel. Right. Uh, and that's really all you need to know in this. And so, the dividing wall of of hostility that he's talking about there. He's actually talking about the temple and the difference between the outer court and the inner court. Um, that that is the wall of hostility that he's talking about, that there's this um, classism between Jew and Gentile that has come down because the presence of God is going out, uh, that there aren't divisions between people because the wall of hostility is broken down in Christ and Christ doesn't bring peace. Christ is our peace. Right. Um, yes, that's good. And, and that's the big part of this is that where there were differentiations between people. Now there are not mm-hmm. where there was, well, there's like this class, there was the Jews, there was the high priest, there was the Pharisees, there was the Sadducees, and they were, and these are all groups that hated each other. Well, you don't get to do that in Christ. And even right. them, they kept this, well, all of us hate each other, but hey, all of us are Jews, so thank God I'm not anything close to those Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, they're in the family now, so. Yeah. Um, right. We, as the church, have to stop putting up the barriers that Christ worked to knock down. Yeah. Uh, That there aren't um, Episcopalians and Methodists and Baptists and all this. And there are some of them. I have fundamental disagreements on their theology and enactment and all this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, I have to concede that they are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't just tolerate them. I embrace them as brother and sister in Christ. Right. And I think that that's that's often the problem mm-hmm. that we see is nowadays is nowadays is is that we just easily slap labels on people. Mm-hmm. You you look like when when you were talking back about the SBC thing right. and that how they're calling this guy, oh, he's he's a leftist now. Mm-hmm. How, why can't a Christian be a leftist? Right. Why can't he be in Christ and and have different I can, uh, I can hear the particular views, you know, like, right. It's, it's so dumb that we, we just right quickly jump 
to the throats of each other. Right. Um, and slap these labels on each other. Right. Um, and even, even if it is a good label, you know, no matter what it is, the, the number one thing that we should be calling each other is brother and sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be clear. I mean, I'm all about the discussion of ideas and debates and I've, I've tried to, and this is a fine line sometimes, mm-hmm. um, attack the idea, not the person, because you have to be able to do that, to have a rational conversation, to grow, to have these uh, kinds of discussions. But the, the the discussion is based on on the debate of topic mm-hmm. and not on attacking the individual and i yeah. think that's different there was um there's actually a very for all the theology nerds out there uh there there are these groups of books i think they're called counterpoints or something mm-hmm. where they get a few scholars that have differing views and um uh, i was first exposed to these in seminary my first class uh theology of the pentateuch and it was on the um, whether the law the law still applies, mm-hmm. and uh, they'd have a scholar do I think like fifteen pages, yeah. And then um, uh, this it was I think five different views. So the other scholars they they all traded each other's paper and they gave their stance against or kind of a counterpoint to their stance. Right. Uh, and then they got their own and their own section. And so there were five sections and they all answered it. Now there were times because I knew the author or, um, my teacher, he was a contributor to it. Mm-hmm. There are times that it felt as if, um, he was attacking. Let's see. It was Walter Kaiser. And I think Douglas M- Moo and both of them are very, well-known scholars in their field and people honor them kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kaiser kind of took a few jabs at him. And so, so someone called him out on that in class and said, oh yeah, but didn't you call him a heretic and this, isn't that? And Kaiser got this grin on his face and said, yeah, yeah, I did that. But him and I go way back. And I'm like, it, it was like kind of, you know, they had a friendship there. Yeah. That, although they disagreed on a fundamental understanding of how to apply this part of the faith. Yeah. That, that they go out to dinner together and they text each other. Right. Well, they're old. They call each other on the phone. Um, I mean, I <laughs> think it's, it's just the understanding that we are family. And that's mm-hmm. what Ephesians is talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and that our brothers and sisters in Christ are unlike any other family we have. Right. Unlike blood family, mm-hmm. unlike um, just just relatives. Like it is unlike even just friendships that we have. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like a brother and sister in Christ because the, the most important thing that ever happened in the history of the world or existence is that Jesus um, died for us and that we are now grafted in in one family. And that mm-hmm. that tie is is insanely deep and unique mm-hmm. and and brings us together like nothing else and so that's why we're able to have mm-hmm. disagreements yeah. and still be family yeah. with each other because this this thing that jesus did for us it is serious and it is it is so loving and mm-hmm. and once you experience that and know that someone else has experienced that in the mm-hmm. same way like it's just a, a tie that is so so awesome and, right in the true meaning of awesome you know like full of all full of all <laughs> no that's awful I'm not just saying that wait, is awesome wait that's awful <laughs> no i mean that's the definition of awful is full well, of all they know what we anyway. mean. <laughs> it has some awe 
How did we screw that up? Sorry. That was such a good point, and I just poo-pooed all over it. I apologize. Hey, that's what you do best. I know, and and I'm going to do it again because I had another thing. But, like, Uh, to me, the better understanding of the family of God is is to treat people like the cast of The Fast and the Furious do. I mean, it's it's... they're not blood, but they're Wouldn't thicker know. I than blood. Seen them. I know. <laughs> what a dumb movie, though. Can we stop? Um, I didn't want to get in fast because you were making a really good point. But they, it's it's this thing that goes deeper than blood, and there right. isn't much that goes deeper than that. But this is a bond of being together in Christ, and so um, yeah, I think that's the hardest part to understand is that the people I disagree with um, are my brothers and sisters in Christ. They are. The 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 kind of uh, kind of the hostility mm-hmm. between me and the person I disagree with are gone in the person of Christ because all of us are in Christ. Right. If a person isn't in Christ, then there is still that hostility there, but only because God abhors our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Christ, even through the disagreement, we are together. Yeah. I wanted to turn gears to something else, and it's something you brought up before. I mean, it says it in the scripture that He Himself is our peace. Mm-hmm. That like that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. That mm-hmm. that Christ does not bring us peace. Bring. That like, and, and I, I've found that so true lately in life mm-hmm. that I I don't have peace when I am not spending time with Jesus, mm-hmm. because when I'm with Jesus, that's when I have peace because He mm-hmm. is peace. And I think that that's something that's not taught nearly enough that. That like mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus is peace, and right. and I can't receive that apart from Him. And, and, and well, I think this is kind of a difference between a peacekeeper and a peace maker, and I, and this is an important important kind of distinction to make mm-hmm. because for, for peace to be kept, people just they need to give the appearance of things are okay. That's yes. those people that yep. they claim to agree and they get along, but they hate each other deep down. And right. it's, uh, this kind of stuff that actually God talks about or Christ talks about against in, in the Sermon on the Mount, that there's issues in the heart that although mm-hmm. there's the appearance of essentially peace, there there is no peace in there because your heart is so decrepit and blackened right. that there cannot be peace. So peacekeeping actually isn't the goal, but to make peace involves going to battle, going to war and clashing against that thing that threatens peace. I I actually think the opposite of peace is chaos and and division Mm -hmm. um, in that thing that pulls us apart and knocks us all down instead of standing us all up together. Right, which is what we're seeing in the world Mm -hmm. because it is not of Christ Mm -hmm. and and that's, I mean, that's good that, that the appearance of, of peace mm-hmm. is, is peacekeeping yeah. and peacemaker that Christ came to make peace. And he made it through battle. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, he, he took the consequences on himself. He fought the ultimate battle by bringing peace through, through his own kind of sacrifice on the cross. Right. But he battled that thing that drove us all apart. That is our sin. Right, and it drove us apart f- f- from God in that we couldn't approach God in our sin, but through Christ as our peace, right, we are able to approach the holiness and perfection of God. Right, and 
I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, do, do you want peace? Like, just come to Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and if you want peace in your relationships, then, then bring Christ into your relationship. Do you want mm-hmm. peace in a decision you're making? Pray about it. Talk mm-hmm. to Christ about it. Um, that we can't just expect to have um, peace all the time right. if we're not talking to Jesus or spending time with him, mm-hmm. which is something that I... I realize too often, <laughs> like I'll, I'll start feeling like anxiety and just like mm-hmm. just chaos in my mind right. just creeping in. And I'm like, oh, when's the last time I prayed or read my Bible? It was like mm-hmm. two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, there's a reason why. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's true that, that things fall out of order when mm-hmm. we are not with him and not um, letting him, into our lives and mm-hmm. and praying and yeah there, there's a bond that comes in being in Christ that when we stop thinking they just need to do the, this they just need to the uh, to do this they just need to do this mm-hmm. and start going we just need to do this and and I know I've talked about this in the past and I'll talk about it again but you know this idea of criticizing the church as a person on the you know, I'm not a part of the church, but the church, they just need to do this. That is the most dangerous thing a Christian can do because it tells them, I'm not a part of this church, and this church is the body of Christ, and I'm mm-hmm. not a part of the body of Christ. Right. And that's so dangerous as a perspective to do that. Yeah. Um, our, if, if all of us are bonded together in one body through the work of Christ on the cross, thereby killing the hostility, mm-hmm. then I don't get to criticize the church out of a perspective of they just need to do this. I have right. to own my part in this and go, these are the places I have fallen sh- 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 short of the thing God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. And then to go out of our way to care about the other people in kind of a self-sacrificial manner, just as Christ did. Right. Um, when the goal is to build up the other people, all of us guilt, all of us get built up in the process. The problem in a lot of the CRT and everything else is that it's not trying to build people up. It's just trying to tear them down. It's just yeah. trying to cause uh, division and chaos. It's not trying to build up. It's trying to tear down. Mm-hmm. And I think in the church, although the world may claw itself to death, the world needs to be able to stare at the church and go, I know they're Christians because of the l- l- love they have for one another. Right. And that's our testimony. That's our w- w- witness to the w- world is that we care about each other, even mm-hmm. though there's differences, differences in backgrounds and understanding that we care about each other because Christ, he loved us first. Yeah. I mean, I think that's genuinely the way to, to counteract, to truly counteract critical race theory is Mm to, so ultimately prove it wrong. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that apart from Jesus that, that I, I, a walk in confidence in who Mm -hmm. I am and who Christ says I am and, and don't, um, and, and treat people and I'm going to treat people with love and and not see them because of anything else mm-hmm. other than that they are an image bearer of right. who Christ made them to be um, and and that's that's it because those two right. things will can, counteract it ultimately right. that even if you treat someone with love even if they say that that is 
part of critical race theory where you did that just because um, of some racist thought that that you walk in confidence that no I didn't do that because of some racist thought because (laughs) that's Christ called me to do this and that's why I did it I actually uh, I had a class in college this is a true story and I was just thinking about this yes we had a class in college it was an educational class where we were uh, encouraged to think about the racial biases in kids cartoons for like three weeks of of yes we were we were canceling stuff before canceling had been a thing and Mm -hmm. um there there's this a moment in class where uh, the teacher kept asking for this African American girl's perspective um, because she was African American, trying to yeah. get an African American perspective. And this girl just she went off and said, "Like I'm tired of having to speak for the whole African American community. I'm not the whole African American community. I'm me. I can only speak from my perspective." Yeah. And the teacher started doing that. Exactly. Absolutely. That's what I've been saying. Oh, and, and the teacher, so the the the. Student is staring at her and just said, like, I'm talking about you, you know, like talking about you because you keep asking me what the African American community feels, and there are billions of us. So, like, I don't know, I don't speak for all there, of us. Are there billions? I don't know, there's a lot. Um, I mean, globally, <laughs> I don't think there's like, just a billion anybody, right? Well, yeah, there's a billion people. There is? Uh, yeah, you're probably World right. What am I talking population? about? Population <laughs> seven billion people. Wait, that's crazy. Million. That's so crazy. Yeah, billion, whatever. A trillion, <laughs> billion. <laughs> then it's coming to zeros. But that, I mean, that's kind of the, the, to me, the thing that's been the kind of the funniest is people's attempts to not be racist have just been really racist because it doesn't go beyond thinking of a person's skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter on Juneteenth was hilarious. Uh, because of w- of things people tried to do to prove they're not a racist on Juneteenth. Um, Ikea in Atlanta got in trouble because they changed their menu to fried chicken, collard greens, and mac and cheese, and watermelon. Are you serious? Yes. That actually happened? Yes. It sounds like a satire thing no it's not um because i don't know see for me they should have served meatballs because they're ikea so in their attempt to show how not a racist they are Mm -hmm. they showed how racist they are by saying these are the black foods um the probably my favorite it was a a guy that works at a company where um he he's a, one of a couple African Americans who are employed by this company. It's a smaller company, but he's the only African American employed there. And so he posts a screenshot of a text he got out of his boss and said, uh, "June Juneteenth is a national holiday now. Congratulations! On Monday, when we get back, we're going to order soul food from this restaurant in your honor." Hmm. Hey, bud, that's just racist. Like. That's just racist. Like, I it's it's this odd kind of. I don't think it's intending to be a slight, but in y- y- your effort to not be r- r- a kind of a r- or or do things that are bigoted, mm-hmm. you're only able to see people as their skin color, mm-hmm. and that is the definition of racism and bigotry. Is yeah, it's it, like the, get to the get only, to know the guy exactly. You know, what if Dave likes fettuccine? 
What if he wanted well, fettuccine? Who doesn't like fettuccine for one? <laughs> like, right? It's, it's or so I dumb. actually think fried cheese, mac and cheese, and watermelon sounds gosh darn delicious. It is. Um, like that sounds great, but like I'm not going to change the menu for Juneteenth to be that if I'm IKEA. Right. I mean, you're from Sweden. Juneteenth doesn't even apply to you. I mean, it kind of does, but whatever. <laughs> like you're, you it's surf, just funny. Yeah. yeah, because it's yeah, it goes back. Mm-hmm. One, it's like what I was saying before. Everything mm-hmm. is more complicated than you think. Right. You know, you think that you can just sum up black people. You just right. think you can sum up white people, any race, really. Right. But you can't. People I mean, are we're individual, multifaceted. Souls. Yeah. Yeah, complex creatures. And it's just, like you can make some common like generalities here and there, but really mm-hmm. like. If you if you truly want to like intimately address entire like a crowd mm-hmm. of people, right? A, a, like a group of people, you can't you you just can't do that um, mm-hmm. without making some sacrifice to someone who does right. not fall into that. Right. You know. So 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 part of it is from a sociological perspective, people tend to group to people that are s- similar to themselves. The problem comes in the overextension of that um, um, uh, bias. It's not the right term. I'm forgetting the term. Um, they, there are things people do because I mentally can't treat uh, all people as individuals because my brain can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think through walking through a crowd, the amount of times that you process information and discard information is... Every second, every time a person passes by, you just assess and, and discard, assess, discard, assess, discard. And y- you do that based on your understanding of of kind of the, the uh, kind of the s- s- signs and all the things they're doing. The problem comes if that's the only determining a factor. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the times uh, in in profiling, profiling is actually a really cool tool that is um pretty sweet it's only an issue if it's done by idiots mm-hmm. uh profiling is is you build a profile based on the complexities of people that causes them to do things right. it's in and it's a science and people that are actually good profilers are phenomenal the problem that you know tsa got into problem for profiling because their plan it had been stop the brown people yeah um and that's just an unfair profile of, right. I mean, that, that was the point TSA got into trouble is anybody that had a slightly Middle Eastern kind of sounding name, they stopped them and searched their stuff. And that was a bit problematic. Right. So there is, is a place to, it's, it's possible to not generalize cause that's not a fair term, but, but understand kind of the foundation of a person, but on an individual Individuals are complex, and especially in the church, there needs to be ways to give people grace uh, if there's a a non-understanding or a generalization I had to make in order to understand them. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to extend grace to people and to get grace in the process. Yeah, You know, those bosses that all bought a lot of soul food, um, do I think they're being, you, you know, intending to, 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 to be jerks? No, no, but they're no. just uninformed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's like we as Christians are the only people who can consistently have that mindset because mm-hmm. of Christ. That we we probably see um, people 
as more as individuals than most people do because of mm-hmm. of each person's great need for Jesus mm-hmm. that they have a soul and right. that they that everyone needs Jesus and that we probably see the the gravity of that the most out of more people. I mean, if I mm-hmm. don't believe in any religion, why would I right. want to, you know, individually think <laughs> of people uh, more intentionally? You know, like, right. you just wouldn't. Right. And so kind of the caution I, I'm, I'm giving, because I know most Christians tend to be, and see, this is just me profiling, uh, tend to be conservative, especially viewers of this podcast. You're probably conservative. Um, statistics say you're probably conservative. Um, don't get this kind of bug that all things can be grouped under kind of the, kind of the CRT kind of the hat, because there are cases where we have to understand the, 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 racism that started things. I mean, even mm-hmm. the Southern Baptist church, they are open that they were started because they were trying to keep their slaves. Um, we, right. we have to understand that as part of the history, uh, but we can't apply that to say all white people are bad and, uh, and oppressors and all black people are oppressed and will never be anything other than that because the uh, the gospel is a gospel of hope mm-hmm. that, that there's a greater thing beyond this thing that is our day to day and that this end end is coming and it's it's an end of hope and not an end of chaos and, and not an end of death and right not an end in division yeah and that we get to celebrate um us as unique individuals yeah that Christ and that makes what Christ did even more um, important and meaningful mm-hmm. that that we all are important individuals that are super mm-hmm. unique and and that Christ um, came to love us mm-hmm. absolutely so we want to hear from you do we not like on this topic sorry yes sorry yes we do Jeez. we want to hear no don't I listen just... to this guy. <laughs> What just happened over there? I don't know. I just I was thinking about the comments of like, well, actually, don't you know that I this, love this, hearing that? comments, even if it completely if if you completely disagree with us, I want to hear it. I do too. <laughs> Danny will probably ignore you, but I would I'll read them. <laughs> and you can do that. You can you can message us at thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special, and there's a form there where you can send us messages, or if you just want to say hello, or you can go to Nobody Special Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us there, or you can comment on our posts or DM us that your questions or hellos will get to us that way. That really came out wrong. What I meant was, please oh, don't try and don't, please try don't and have the first two words of your statement be well, actually, like, you know, just, we enjoy mm. the dialogue and the conversation. So mm. I don't know if I believe you anymore. I Dan. do. No, that is what I meant. That's what I was thinking. I've been looking <laughs> at internet comments all day and I'm a little worn out. Oh, poor buddy. I look at news articles and it says like, there's 96 comments. Do you want to click on them? And then, and just like an idiot, I said, yes. I love reading comments. Internet I comments? genuinely love it. Oh, yes. It's disgusting. Because uh, I don't interact do... with them. Just read them. Regardless, I'll interact with you all the things though. I said. Caleb and I do appreciate everyone that communicates to us and yes. asks us questions and all that. Kind of despite the thing I did say, I do actually appreciate it. So thanks to all the people that uh, work through our podcast to understand it. Don't some turn you down. Hold on. <laughs> uh, thanks to all all the people that tune into our show that tell other people about the show. Caleb yeah, and I don't spend sure. money on advertising. 
Because one day, once we're rich, maybe from that's podcasting. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Not from podcasting. <laughs> not from no. podcasting. From my job um, that I have to work hard at. <laughs> right. Same as these. Uh, so thanks to all the people that tune into our show that tell people and um, yeah, do check us out thegospelpost.com. I, I also blog on there and I've been working through some things and have some others that I'm coming up to that i'm super excited about so awesome yeah well caleb i think that's gonna do it for us today it is i'm danny and i'm caleb and we are nobody's Nobody's special. special